What's up, guys? This is Tyler Jensen. I am taking over the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to tell you everything that I'm doing in my business right now as a flipper. Um, we're just going to dive in really deep. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. So let's get started. Um, Bill asked me to come on and just talk about my business, talk about what's going on, what's happening, what I'm looking at, concerns I have, optimism I have, anything like that. So I'm going to give you guys everything that I'm looking for in my business. So let's start with the big elephant in the room, the market, right? What's happening in the market? What am I seeing? What am I doing in my business? Let's just talk through a little bit of that. So right now in my business, we are actually being really aggressive, right? And I say that, that we're looking, we're buying a ton of deals. As we speak this today, we just closed on four properties uh, just today. So there are a ton of deals out there. There's a ton of opportunity. The sky is not falling. Recession, all of these things, right? What's happening with interest rates, all of that happens. It's a normal ebb and flow in real estate. So if you look over the last couple hundred years and everything in real estate, that's going to happen. You're going to fall into recession. You're going to have these high, crazy appreciation times. You're going to have higher interest. And it's all a cycle. It's how we adapt as real estate investors. That's the most important part. People always need housing, always right? It's one of the necessities of life. You need shelter. Um, so people are always going to buy houses and we're, we're not making less children, right? There's a ton more people. The, the populations continue to grow. So that need of housing is always going to be there. It's never going to go away. So how we adapt to the market is the biggest key though. How we make those, what are we doing now? How will we run numbers? All of those things, we're going to dive into that really deep. So for us, a lot of people are tired will come up to me and ask me, hey, Tyler, what's changed? What are you doing differently? And the real answer to that, if I'm being 100% honest, is we haven't really changed anything, right? We're still down to really good business fundamentals. We're going to talk about those business fundamentals right now. It's blocking and tackling. It's understanding your numbers. It's understanding how to control the flips, how to maximize them for the biggest return. And we haven't changed from that. We're always doing that. We're staying away from stuff that we wouldn't normally buy anyways. We don't, in my market, we don't do a lot of high-end flips. So we continue to do that. We, we don't do a lot of high-end flips and we're seeing a huge price reduction in those high-end flips. Our niche and what we're really good at is first-time home buyers. So we stick there. We have a median house pricing in Utah, where I'm at in my market, um, of about $500,000. We are trying to stay as little or below that as much as possible. So our biggest, we're, we're buying houses right in the three to 400 range we're selling them anywhere from the five to 600 range. We're not really going above that. We're really trying to stick to our niche. What we're really good at is flipping houses and selling them to first time home buyers. It gives us a bigger buyer pool. And we haven't seen a lot of a huge change in those sales right now. So maybe some price reductions, the houses were priced way too high anyways, but if we price houses accurately, right? And that's, that's always a, a hard statement. What is accurate? What does that mean to price houses accurately? We are still selling houses and we'll talk all through the, the mechanics of that and what we're seeing in my market and everything as we go a little bit further. But just know that 
The sky is not falling. It is a great opportunity. We are really excited for this market and I'm excited to see the deals that are coming. And I'll talk, I'll dive into that a little bit more. The first thing I want to hit on though, if you are flipping houses and flipping houses is your primary business and that's what you're good at. I understand there's people that wholesale and flip and buy and hold and all of that. But when it comes to flipping houses, the biggest thing and the biggest secret that I need to express to you today is cash flow. You have to manage your cash flow. That is the number one reason of what I see or that flippers will go out of business. They can run a profitable business, but run out of money and run out of cash flow. And if you don't have that time or that, that reserve in place, you are going to be one of those people. So make sure you're building good reserves. You have good cash flow. You're really tracking money coming in and money going out. Manage that cash flow. I, I talked all about it last year at Flip Hacking Live, how to manage your cash flow. Go back and watch that video if you haven't seen it about managing cash flow. Now is the time to get really good at cash flow or you will go out of business. So flips are going to take a little bit longer, right? The market has shifted. We're not selling day houses in three seconds anymore, right? You're not getting 50 offers in a day, right? The market's changed and it's going to take us a little bit longer to sell these properties. So do you have enough cash flow to weather that gap is what we called it, right? The gap of the changing market from COVID pricing, it shot through the roof to now maybe a slower, more stable market. Um, do you have the gap where you can hold that holding costs and all of those things, right? You have to make sure that you're managing your cash flow because you do not want to run out of money. That's most important thing. Let's talk about money for a second. Private money. Now is such a great time to be raising private capital. That's going to help your business explode. It's going to help you weather the storm. It's going to help you jump across that gap, right, is raising private money. So I gave all my secrets to Bill Allen. He put them in the 500K challenge, and I highly recommend you look at that. Read the book, Getting the Money by Susan Lasseter Lyons. Awesome about raising private capital. Do the 500K challenge, how to raise $500,000 in 30 days. If you go to 500kchallenge.com, It'll give you all the tips and tricks and secrets of how we've raised tons and tons of private capital. Now is a great time to be doing that. You need money in your business. You need liquid cash to help you buy some opportunities that are coming. I truly believe that, that there's so many opportunities to come in this new market and people who have cash and can raise private money are going to be the ones who are going to be successful. So holding costs, just to mention that really quickly, is that holding costs are going to go up. You're going to take a little bit longer to sell these properties. So make sure that you're budgeting for those holding costs. That's what we're doing in my business right now. Instead of holding it for two or three months, we're planning on four to five months and some even six months, depending on the property. So just know it, it might sit on the market a little bit and it might take a little 21 days on the market is a pretty normal market. So just pay attention to that. It's okay that they're not selling in five minutes. Just know that it's going to take you a little bit longer to sell. There are still buyers out there. There are still people buying houses. You just need to wait for them to come to you. It slowly shifted from a seller's market. If you had anything that resembled a house, you could sell it and make a ton of money on it. And now it's kind of shifting towards more of that buyer market. They, they're a little bit pickier. They can choose. They have more inventory. And that's okay. That's a, a normalized market. We've been through those markets before and it, it's just kind of a normal market. We were really spoiled with COVID pricing, if you will, coined by my good friend, Andy McFarland. But that COVID pricing is gone, right? So COVID pricing, we could just sell anything. You'd get 50,000 over asking and it just got ridiculous. We're kind of going back to that stabilized market 
and it's going to change just a little bit. Now buyers can pick and be a little bit more choosy on their inventory. So let's talk about the trifecta of, of real estate is what I like to call it, right? The three pillars of all flippers we have to manage and control or you will lose money. The trifecta simply of flipping houses is time, budget, and quality. You have to manage those three things. If you can manage the time, the budget, and the quality, you'll be successful in flipping houses. Now let's look six months ago. What happened six months ago? None of those really mattered right? It's crazy. You could hold a flip and if you held it for six months, you were making money. It was appreciating so fast that the longer you held the property, the more money you were going to make. That we got super spoiled and that was an amazing market. We made a ton of money during all of that time, but we also, and what I've seen across the country with some higher level flippers is that we kind of, it was so easy to flip houses that we kind of got away from the basics. We're like, ah, it's okay that this flip will take a little bit longer. And we're making money on it, right? It's super appreciating market. We're going to make a ton of money. If we sit on this and do nothing, we're going to make money on it. And our budget, if we blow the budget, it's okay because we're probably going to sell it for twenty dollars to $30,000 more and we'll recoup that cost on going over budget. And quality didn't matter. We shifted. We stopped putting fridges in our flips. We stopped doing backsplashes. We stopped doing a lot of, we stopped doing design and staging and all of that because none of it mattered, Right. We were just selling houses like crazy. If you had a house, you could put it on the market and make crazy money. A lot of first-time flippers got in at this market and they, were, they saw some success, right? But they saw success because the market helped them a ton. And you're seeing a lot of those first-time flippers and those kind of tote tire kickers that they're kind of leaving the market now, which is great for us. And I'll explain why in just a minute. But all those people are gone now because they're going to go out of business because they don't have good fundamentals in flipping houses. So again, you have to manage time, you have to manage the budget, and you have to manage quality. Now let's look at the market now. What matters now? In a depreciating market, and I'm not saying that the market is depreciating by any means, right? Maybe we're slowing or plateauing, but we're not seeing it go backwards, right? Um, so with that being said, that in now in this market, what we're looking for is that we've got, we have to pay attention to those now. If you're holding it for six months now and interest rates go up, you're losing buyers, right? So you have to pay attention to time now. Time is gonna be the silent killer of these deals. If you can't move these properties and reset that inventory pretty quickly, then you're gonna be in, you know, I can pivot a lot faster to the market because we can flip houses fast. So you just gotta be careful on that time, right? Get your flips done. Get them on the market. That is super important. We'll talk all through that here shortly. I promise. We'll get into timing, project managing, how you can flip houses in seven days, all of the things. I'll talk about that shortly. But I want to talk about just the budget for a sec. Let's dive deep into budget. So now is the time to talk about numbers, knowing your numbers. Before, six months ago, none of that mattered. You didn't need to know your numbers. You could flip a house and still make a ton of money. And the budget was kind of irrelevant and we got lazy. A lot of us did, right? Me included. I bought some deals that I probably shouldn't have bought because we just got lazy. I passed it on to my GCs. Hey, figure it out. No big deal. Make some money. All this money was coming in. We didn't run a really tight ship. Now that the market's changing, it's time to start thinking back. Okay, blocking and tackling. How do we get back to the basics? You have to know your numbers, okay? Get really good estimates on your rehabs. 
make sure you understand construction and flipping houses. You need to know construction. You need to know the costs so you can keep your GCs accountable, right? And make sure that they're giving you honest and fair bids. You have to know the numbers. The rehab budget matters now. You have to make a budget. You have to plan your flips. None of this, oh, hey, we'll figure it out as we go. That, those days are gone, okay? You have to be planning your budgets. How much is it gonna cost? How much do I need in a contingency? Are we budgeting extra holding costs and extra utility payments? And are we putting a buffer in there for our budgets to make sure that we're on budget? Because if not, maybe we're passing on those deals that are gonna be tighter with our budget, okay? Um, make sure you're running a tight ship. You've got to know your numbers. You've got to work with these GCs. You've got to make sure that you're hitting your numbers, that you're tracking budget versus actual. You're looking at those things. So reporting, I want to talk just really quickly since we, we brought it up. Reporting every week, Tuesday at 10 o'clock is a non-negotiable for me. I meet with our bookkeeper, with our CPA. We go over all of the financials. There's three really important reports that I highly recommend that you need to look at as a flipper every single week. I look at my profit and loss for all of my sold properties. How much money have we made on properties that we've sold? That's a really important thing to me to know. Hey, are we being profitable? Are we making money? How's our cash flow doing? Um, do we have money coming in on properties sold? The next report I'm looking at is our profit and loss by active properties. So we sort everything in our QuickBooks by class. And so I'm looking at a P&L by class for the solds, and I'm looking at a P&L by class for the actives. I can see it's like reading the matrix for me. I can see all the pictures, where every single flip is based on how much money we've spent and where we're tracking onto budget. So I'm looking at the P&L by actives. All of our active rehabs I have in one report, and I can see how much money we've spent. And a big KPI for us is money spent right? How much money has been spent on the project? And that will tell me how close it is to being finished. If it's a $50,000 budget and we've only spent $5,000, I know that we're probably four to six weeks out from finishing that project. If it's a $50,000 budget and we spent $49,000, we should be listing that property next week. So you should know your numbers. Make sure that you have a very clear vision of what's happening in your business. So again, all of these things that I'm talking about, if you are a professional flipper, you're going to be okay. If you can dial in your systems, dial in your processes, understand your numbers, know your KPIs, all those things, you can win in this market. And you're going to have a ton of opportunity that is so amazing. You have no idea what's coming. It's just going to be incredible. We are here. We're sitting on this verge of opportunity that's coming that I feel like is just going to be great for guys like us that have our systems really dialed in. If you don't, and you're kind of just muddling through all of it, you don't have solid systems or processes, you don't know your numbers, those are the businesses that are gonna go out. They're gonna leave the market because they're not gonna be making any money, okay? Run that really tight ship, understand your budget. Going back into budget, how are you gonna hit that budget? Getting contractors is gonna be huge for this. Okay, so make sure that you understand that this is a great market to be finding contractors as well. All, like I just said, all of those people, those tire kickers, those first time flippers that got lucky in a super appreciating market are leaving the market now. And we have wholesalers probably five to six times a week calling us saying, Hey, we don't have any buyers. We know you're still a solid buyer. Are you still buying? We have deals that make us an offer, right? That's happening all the time right now in this market is that they're losing buyers and they're calling guys like us that have our systems dialed in. Okay. So with that being said, now is a great chance to find these contractors. Okay. All those tire kickers are leaving. 
And now we get to, you know, double down on finding good contractors. It's really important to find those good contractors. Now is a good time. It hasn't quite hit them yet, but it, I feel like it's coming that they're still super busy. They're still tying up all these COVID pricing flips. Um, but I think it's going to start to slow down for them. And that's when I want to capture these contractors. Finding good ones. There's so many ways to find good contractors, Facebook groups, and starting your own Facebook group, Utah contractors, or we have another one that's called Connect Utah, that there's a ton of contractors in there that are posting and there's referrals and people are asking, hey, I need a window guy. I need all this stuff. Start really looking at that, paying attention to social media and, and start building these contractors. Looking at, I did a, a training a while ago. I, I showed you 25 ways to find contractors. And in there's the, all different ways to find them. Facebook, social media, Craigslist, uh, polling licenses. We pull reports from Doppel, which is the division of professional licensing. And I can see who's pulling their GC license, who's brand new contractor that I can go and poll. You can buy a list from them of all the licensed contractors and start calling them. Start getting good contractors on your team because they're going to help you win through the gap. Okay. I talked about contractors. Now, really fast, I want to talk about materials because that came up. We were just in Chicago a week ago, and I was meeting with the high-level altitude members. I had a packed room. Everyone, all the flippers came. I did a training on exactly what I'm giving you right now, okay? And one of their big questions were materials. How are you managing materials? So I'm going to hit that really fast, and then we'll keep diving down. Materials. So for us, you're still going to see some turnaround. There's still some COVID-affecting um, materials, windows, for example, are still a challenge for us to get, right? They're still 16 to 20 weeks out on getting windows. We've adapted to that, right? We were giving, we're not changing windows or we're doing a seller credit or we're doing, we're changing just the glass panes if we can, um, all of those things on windows. So pay attention to that delay. There's still some supply chain issues in construction. Um, prices have gone up, roofing materials, lumber, right? We knew that lumber blew through the roof. It's going back down now and it's a little more stable, but it's still pretty high. And you just have to pay attention to that. So watch the supply chain of what's happening in materials. Talk with your GCs, talk with Home Depot, meet with your pro desk. What are we having issues getting? And your GCs should tell you if you have good communication with them, hey, Windows, we're going to have to pivot. We're going to have to not do fridges or we're going to have to do something, right? So pay attention to that. And for us, I'll, I'll give you the very simple how we're managing materials is that we do a text to confirm with all of my GCs. They have to go and pick up the materials. I'll review the order or someone in my team will review the order, make sure there's nothing uh, outrageous on there. And then we do a text to confirm. We're using heavy our pro desk. So we'll, we'll put on the pro desk. We'll do an online order. The GCs will go the night before, get on their phone on the app. They'll do an online order and the pro desk will pull the order and have it ready first thing in the morning. My GCs, all they have to do is go in, pick up the pallet, and go to, the, go to work, which is awesome because I don't want them walking around Home Depot. I don't want them wasting all, this, all my time and money and everything else looking at the latest, greatest lawnmower and tools and all of that stuff. So use them. Use your suppliers to help you, right? There's a ton of BMC is the same way that we use a lot. We get doors and trim from them. We'll put it in order and we say, hey, we need to pick it up in 24 hours. They'll have it ready for us. My guys can just go and pick it up and it's a really simple process. They'll put it on our account. They'll do a text to confirm. Uh, free deliveries. 
start pushing on free deliveries or negotiating deliveries with your vendors. We use that exclusively a lot. Home Depot for us, we spend a ton of money that it, it's a free delivery um, or a very inexpensive delivery, right? So I would negotiate that too. How can we get stuff to the job site and make sure that you're, you're controlling your theft as much as possible. So we always like to say that if it doesn't, if it's not getting attached to the walls, you're not ready for it. So use the material sporadically as you need to make sure that it's not getting stolen or walked away, but they're going to use the materials that they're going to put on the walls. That's going to be permanent. Um, so that's materials. I dove in deep into that. Now let's talk time. Uh, so we talked budget. That's the big part of the trifecta, right? You have to manage a good solid budget. Estimating rehabs is going to be really important. Train your team, sit down with your GCs and your, and your sales guys. If you're the only sales guy, then talk with your GCs and understand how materials are going to cost. How are they bidding these jobs? Just so you know that you have the experience when you go and walk through a property that you can do it confidently that, Hey, I understand rehab. There's going to be, we're going to put a buffer in there for just in case or skeletons in the closet, but you can estimate a good solid rehab based on the knowledge that you have. Okay. Time getting into time and controlling time. I have done, I've helped 27 seven day flips or less. So we've done that 27 times. We've done a flip, high-end flip, 40 to $60,000. Uh, we've done it in seven days. And I don't do that to brag, but I did that because I needed to understand how to control the timeline of my flips. I was sick of my flips taking six months. I was sick of the budgets going over every single time. So I wanted a science project that I could put it in a vacuum. How do you flip a house in seven days? So if you're listening to this, you've made it this far, I want you to stop for a second and think. If I had to, I absolutely had to flip this house in seven days, how would I do it? How would I do it? That was the question that I asked me. I said, okay, seven days is the timeline. I have to flip a house in seven days. How is it even possible? And I asked everyone, how could I, I, I want to flip a house in seven days. Everyone told me you can't do that. Yeah, right. They laughed, right? And I said, okay, well, I, I want to do it. How, how could we do it? Let's just throw it out there. Hypothetically, if I wanted to flip a house in seven days, how would I do it? Well, you'd have to manage your materials. You'd have to manage your people. You'd have to have a really good schedule. Okay, cool. Now we started to have a conversation. So our first seven-day flip that we did, that was the idea, is how do we control it? We went through every scenario. We said, where are we going to put the materials? What if we got a pod or what if we had a storage unit or what if we kept them in the garage? What if we got a U-Haul truck? And then we said, yeah, a U-Haul truck, that'd be great. We could pick them up. And then what if we had day one, at, as soon as you open the door, you had day one ready to go. And then day two, and then day three, and then day seven would be at the front of the truck. So as we worked our way to that, we would, we would do it strategically. And we thought through all of those things, right? All of those scenarios, we did our first seven day flip in six days. We got it done early. We got it done early because we had planned so well. Fast forward to our second seven day flip. We tried to do it again and we changed the plan right? We changed one thing. We said, hey, we're not going to put these two lights in the kitchen. And it domino affected. It screwed up the electrician. It screwed up the tile guys. It screwed up the plumbers. It screwed up the cabinet, the countertops. And on the we were there till midnight on the seventh day, still getting stuff done because we didn't stick to the plan. So have a good plan. The best part of project management is going in there with a plan, whether it's a Gantt chart or whether it's um, a timeline or whether it's just something that you say, hey, this is how I'm gonna control my time and I'm gonna get GCs here in a relative time manner. 
right? I need to get guys here working. The number one killer I see uh, of flips is time, taking too long to flip houses. My number one pet peeve is what we call dead days. A dead day is when no one is working on the property. If I show up to a property and no one's working on it, I feel like taking a $100 bill out and lighting it on fire because that's what's happening. It's costing me $100 every day that that house sits, and it's my job to make sure that we don't have any dead days or as little as possible. I always want people working on there, and sometimes I want two or three guys working on there, not just the, the electrician. If the electrician's working, I want guys that are landscaping, and, I, and the roofer could be up there, right? So you got to think through that. If I had to flip this in seven days, how would I do it? Not that you need to flip a house in seven days. What if you could flip it in 30 days instead of six months? You're going to make a ton more money because you're going to reduce your holding costs. You're going to be able to pivot to the market. You're going to catch the highs of the market. And you're just going to, I promise you, if you can control that time and be a good project manager, you'll win in this, this market. Um, resetting inventory, really quickly on that. We bought some properties that we probably shouldn't have, right? We got really lazy and now we need to reset that inventory. And we're okay. We, we'll still make some money on it. Maybe not as much as we thought we were going to do, but we're going to reset that inventory really fast because I want the new inventory to come in that isn't COVID pricing and it isn't, hey, we probably shouldn't have bought this deal. So if you have that and hopefully you didn't, you weren't like me and you paid attention to those fundamentals but reset your inventory really fast. Controlling your time and your project management is gonna really help you do that. Okay, we talked really good about uh, time. So dead days, we talked about the seven day flip. So just think through that. How, how could I flip this in seven days? How could I flip it in 30 days? And if you can think like that, I think 30 days, how could we do it? I need guys here, I need people to show up, I need a good plan, and if you plan, and you do it well, you can succeed and you can make a lot of money in flipping houses. So that's the biggest thing for us is when we made a plan, the first seven day flip, we got it done early. When we went against our plan and we changed it, it screwed it all up. Okay. So stick to that plan. How do you get guys that are reliable? We, we talked about getting good GCs that you can get their buy-in. Hey, the market's changing contractor. We need to get this done as soon as possible. Okay. I, I need to turn this inventory before anything else happens, right? Interest rates go up or whatever could happen, right, to a market. Get it done and reset your inventory quickly. Like get their buy-in and have them express, hey, you're going to make the same amount of money. You're just going to get it paid faster, right? And get their buy-in because that's super important. Okay, last factor of the trifecta. I'll get off my soapbox here. <laughs> quality. Did quality matter six months ago? Eh, probably not, right? People were so desperate for a house, they were taking anything that they could get. And that happened nationwide for the most part. In most markets, people were, there was such a low inventory that people were just buying houses, okay? Quality was probably, I don't know, ninth or 10th on their list, right? Is it a house? Will it fit my family? Is it somewhere in the neighborhood that I want to be in? And that was it, right? They were just buying houses like crazy. Sight unseen, making crazy offers, all those things. Now that's shifting. The market is changing. So now on my team, we've got to go back to the basics of putting out a good quality product. Because if we have, we're priced the same as another house down the street, but we have better quality. We paid attention to details. 
we have a good brand and a good signature on it that we we took pride into what we actually did. A lot of flippers just slap lipstick on the pig. I hate that expression because a lot of flippers do that, right? They put lipstick on the pig and the house is still a pig. If I'm competing against those houses, our houses, our quality is so much better. Now, going back to time, it's always that double-edged sword, right? We want to get it done fast, but you don't want to sacrifice your quality either. Okay, that's really, that's a hard line to, to be on, but you have to control both. You have to get it done quickly, but get it done right the first time. Because if you have to go back and do it again, it's going to cost you time. Your quality is not going to be as good. Just do it right the first time, but let's get it done the way it should be done. So quality, we, we're going back to, in my business, and again, I'm opening the curtains to what exactly we're doing right now in my company. We're, we're flipping 35 houses right now. And I'm, tell, I'm sharing you all this stuff is exactly what I'm getting back to in my business right now. You get, you get the 3D view of Tyler Jensen's business of what we're doing right now. And quality is one of those key factors that we're focusing on, right? We're dialing our budgets back in. We're getting our time figured out. And hey, we're turning, we're resetting inventory a lot faster than we were before. Because again, six months ago, we were making a ton of money by just sitting on houses. So our motivation was really low because we knew that if we sat on that, we were probably going to increase the value. Now that is different, right? Now we're looking at those. We're looking at the budget. We're making, we're planning our budgets. We're looking at our timelines. We're planning good timelines. We're doing good project management. And the last thing is quality. We're putting out good quality products. And one of the things that we're doing is we're going back to our wow factors. On every job, we're doing three to four wow factors that we spend a little bit more money on that's going to get us that impression with the buyers. We're going back to some shiplap walls and some accent walls. We're upgrading the kitchen faucet. We're putting in nest thermostats. We're uh, putting upgrading a chandelier in a kitchen. We're doing those wow factors that are anywhere from $100 to $500 per wow factor. They, they don't have to be expensive, but they have to show that you paid attention to detail. We've done tons of case studies where we would sit in open houses and we would listen to what people would comment on. And people notice the details. And especially if we bring those details out and we put them in their face, hey, check out this shiplap wall. Or look, we put an LED faucet in the master bedroom. We looked and we surveyed 25 people that went through one of our open houses on an LED faucet. So it's just a normal faucet, but when you turn it on, it's LED and it changes the water colors. Same price faucet that you can get at Lowe's or Home Depot, but we paid attention to the detail. We added a wow factor. And in our open house, we put, hey, try me. And 25 people out of 25 people tried it and made a positive comment about it. Wow, that's cool. Look at this faucet. Did you try it? It turns, it lights up. And it wasn't anything that cost us a lot of money, but it was a detail that people remember. I want to stand out. I want to be the best house on the market by those little things. I don't have to over rehab it. I don't want you to get confused with that. Don't over rehab your projects. Rehab them to the comps, but pay attention to details. USB plugs by your nightstand or little upgrades like that that you can do that are wow factors that are going to make your property stand out. Um, staging properties. Again, we're going back to staging some of our properties. Now, we didn't have to do that, again, six months ago. We didn't do any of that, right? It didn't matter because people were so desperate for a house that they didn't care if it was staged or not staged. Now, now we're slowly, and I, I'm seeing some really high-level flippers of people that have mentored me are going back to that same thing right? We're starting to stage some of our properties. 
even if it's a soft stage where you're just doing towels and shower curtains and maybe some fake fruit and fake plants and putting some pictures on the walls, we're still, we're going back to that, making sure that we have a good quality product. If you're doing full stages, great. Make sure you plan it in your budget that you're going to stage this property or put it onto your real estate agent and make them stage it, right? We do that a lot with our real estate agents. They'll go and do a soft stage and just make it look nice and add some color to it, but it makes for better pictures. And again, we're going to be the best house on the market because of those small little details that we're paying attention to. Quality will win out. So when their houses are, are dropping and, and people are looking at houses, now I have a three bedroom over here, three bedroom, two bath for 200,000. And I have this three bedroom, 200, two, or sorry, I can't even talk. This three bedroom, two bath house for 200,000. Our houses are going to win because quality wins out. You've got to start paying attention to that now because we are slowly shifting into that buyer's market. Okay, so now buyers have choices. They're a little more picky and I want them to choose my house over anybody else's house. So you've got to pay attention to quality. Last thing that I want to share with you guys and thank you for hanging in there. If you've been on this with me, you guys are amazing. It's always weird talking to yourself. It's a lot more fun doing a podcast uh, with Bill because he can ask me questions. So I'm hoping I'm giving you a ton of value of what you need and hopefully this will be super helpful. Again, opening the curtains to you of everything that we're doing in my business. A week ago, we were in Chicago. We're with 200 roughly of the best house flippers in the country in our altitude group. And we do these things that are called hot seats. You get to get up and in front of your peers and talk about your business, what's working, what's not working. And nine times out of 10, it's, it's usually someone gets up and they say, we need more deals. How do we find more deals? How, what do we need to do to create more deals? And during these hot seats in, in my room and, and a lot of the other mentors' rooms, right? Like, we, that wasn't a common theme, this, this event. And it was really strange to me that people aren't saying, hey, we're struggling finding deals. And it was really interesting to me because they're, the deals are shifting in our favor. Deals are starting to come up. As sellers start to, to get fear and they start to play into the media of a recession, oh, my house isn't worth that. And they start to get a little nervous, right? That seller sentiment. As that changes, we can totally take advantage of that opportunity. We can say, you know, yeah, your house probably isn't worth what it was six months ago. And maybe you missed the market and we're listening to what they really need. And because of that reason, and the media is pushing recession, recession, the sky is falling, all these things, right? That as that seller sentiment changes, we're going to be able to take a ton of opportunity. Now you have all these people that have sub three rates on their houses and now they're looking to sell. So there's a ton of opportunity for creative financing and finding these deals and all of those things. We talked a lot about that in Chicago, but they weren't talking about finding deals. Finding deals are coming. We have such an amazing opportunity. If you follow these steps, everything that I've given you, cash flow and private money, and you reduce your holding costs, you pay attention to the trifecta, right? Time, budget, quality. If you pay attention to all three of those things, you're going to be successful in flipping. You're going to be okay. You're going to survive the gap and it's going to be amazing. You're going to have so much opportunity that's coming. And that's what we do as real estate investors. We need to pivot. We need to adapt. We need to change uh, with the market. I first started flipping houses in 2008. That was my first flip. And I thought that was the bottom of the market, right? Like you can't find deals in 2008. 
and we did really well, right? We flipped a couple houses, we changed, we, we pivoted, we started doing foreclosures and short sales and all of that. And those kind of dried up over the years. And so now we, we switched, we changed, we pivoted, and now we're still doing really, really well. We're gonna do a ton of flips this year and because we are adapting to the market and we're really quick to adapt. And having mentors, being at that event in Chicago was amazing. Having people that understand the market and Terry Berger, a great friend of mine, he did a state of the market. He talked all about what's happening, what's the pulse of the country, what are the sellers thinking? And it was just amazing. So you need to surround yourself by those kinds of people. And that's what a huge thing for me is, is that I surrounded myself with people who are better than me. So joining the seven figure flipping group and going to Flip Hacking Live, I'm wearing my Flip Hacking Live t-shirt because that event truly changed my life. I went to Flip Hacking Live. I was doing five or six deals a year. I went to Flip Hacking Live. I met people that kind of broke that, that glass ceiling for me. They kind of helped me with my limiting beliefs. Yeah, you could flip a hundred houses if you wanted to. Five years ago, there's no way I ever would have thought that was possible. I thought it was a big deal doing five houses a year. And then I surrounded myself with people who were more that could inspire me that have been there that have done that and i was able to take that information and use it in my business and totally just blow it up to the business that i wanted to create and flip hacking live is going to be that opportunity for you i promise it is it's three days of the most just incredible information from the most incredible people real estate guys it's not gurus it's not guys like you see a lot of these gurus, hey, I'm 18 and let me teach you how to flip houses. Okay, you flipped one house and think that you're a guru. These guys are legit. They're doing a ton of deals in their business. They want to open up their business just like what I've done here for you. Here's the curtains. Here's everything that I'm doing, everything that I'm worried about in the market. And that's how we're changing in our business, right? Come to Flip Hacking Live. It's going to be amazing. Uh, the speakers are incredible. The content you get is going to be amazing. I'm going to be there. I'm bringing my kids because I want my kids to be surrounded by high influential people, people that are just good, genuine people that are open to sharing their business. So Flip Hacking Live is going to be amazing. I'm also hosting the seven-figure flipping uh, RIA. I'm excited for that. It's going to be awesome. That is on July 28th. And so it's going to be amazing. If you're around, it's going to be virtual. We're going to go nationwide. I'm going to host it. Again, you can ask me any questions you want about my business, what we're doing, what we're looking for. Uh, so check that out, the seven-figure flipping RIA on the July 28th, and then also come to Flip Hacking Live because it's going to be amazing. So guys, hopefully I've given you some content. Hopefully I've helped you with your business. I'd love to answer your questions. I'd love to help you. I'd love to talk with you at Flip Hacking Live. Um, please reach out to us. Find me on Facebook, send me a DM, whatever it is. Utah House Flip is our company, Tyler Jensen on Facebook. Um, come find us. Let me help you because that's how I was helped as well. I reached out and people helped me to get where I'm at. And I love paying it forward and reaching down and helping other people to bring them up. And so, guys, you've been amazing. If you've hung with me this whole time, sorry, I love talking real estate. Uh, as you can tell, I love flipping houses. Again, we're not, we haven't changed anything. We're just going back to the basics. We're getting really good at fundamentals. And if you can do that, you can be successful. You've got this. I believe in you. You can do it. You were right where I was. If you're just getting started, um, you can do this. You can make a ton of money in real estate. 
And if you see behind me right here, it's one of my favorite things. This is the Freedom Award. And the Freedom Award gives you that freedom of time, freedom financially, and freedom of stewardship. And that's what I think we all want when we start flipping houses in real estate is we want those three things. How do I spend more time with my kids? How do I get that time freedom? How do I get financial freedom? I was sick of working in corporate America. And how do I give back? We started the Seven Figure Foundation and we were able to do, in Chicago, we did a service project that we helped build two classrooms for ESL learners. And we helped build a, a, de a reception desk for a Congolese church. And we built these hydroponic gardens for refugees that they can grow vegetables on their roof. And that's what it's all about. That's what this community is about. So come, come to Flip Hacking Live, join our Facebook group, uh, whatever it is you need to be involved in this group because it's amazing and it will change your life. I am a testament of that. I've been there, I've done that, and, and that's why I'm so supportive of the Flip Hacking Live and the Seven Figure Flipping brand is because it truly changed my life and allowed me to have those things. So thank you again. We'll see you guys in October for Flip Hacking Live and uh, see you on the flip side.